Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Morg. How are you doing? I am doing pretty darn well, actually. It's been a great day. Finally got through a D&D campaign. Well, not through it, but like finally at level 5, so now I've got an awesome barbarian monk. Woo! It's just great. Did a Safi hunt. Ah, feeling pretty good. Feeling very, very what? good. Especially with the new news that came out. Woo! It's great. Uh, you guys are what, level 4 in my campaign? I think so. I think we're actually level 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think 5. So yeah, I, I, I doubt you were talking about mine, but... <laughs> actually, no, I'm, I'm running both yours and I'm also uh, running one with my dedicated group where we usually do a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. We're doing uh, Descent to Avernus, uh, Baldur's Gate. Oh, and, the new woo! one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I love playing with homebrew stuff. Oh, my God. Playing as an Abomination Barbarian. Super fun. I, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Um, And co-host Pan, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm tired. I've been partying for two days, but I'm good. Yeah. That's, it's, uh, it sounds, it's turning out to be a good weekend for news. Um, I guess... Uh, well, we we kind of got into some little banter before we were recording, but uh, to continue that conversation, um, we had a lot of Monster Hunter news drop, um, but, and we'll get into that soon. Um, we are also going to talk about some, like as like a general, we had a general topic today we were going to do too with uh, games that pleasantly surprised us, or you know games that we didn't expect that we would like that we ended up liking. Um, so that that'll probably be a shorter part of the episode because there's a lot of monster hunter news to get through but part of that monster hunter news was the rumor that we're going to get a switch version and then there's also details of like a new switch coming um i didn't see that as much i saw that like as a like a uh it was like a, it was like a what do you call those clickbait youtube title so i didn't really put much stock into that one but uh maybe you guys heard something better about the new switch i've only heard uh unsubstantiated rumors of a uh, basically a new model with a beefier graphics card which honestly fits with sort of nintendo's model of business yeah yeah yeah, it very fits their mo because of like the five million varieties of ds that we have yeah and they did they did the exact same thing with the 3ds because the the, the new 3ds actually had better processing power and oh yeah yeah. no i bought a new 3ds it's a zelda one and i love it yeah and then of course there's also like what is it the the 2d version of the 3ds where it's a 3ds but it's just 2d graphics rather than 3d it's called the 2ds yeah it's called the 2ds it was also bigger and chunkier uh essentially it was a cheaper version of the ds that you could give to a child but it could play 3DS games yes, on it. Yes, rather than, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it because, could play yeah. 3DS games, but it was sort of chunkier, bigger, more durable, and it didn't have that fragile little hinge. Mm-hmm. It, they, you could give it to a child, but it was also easier used as a murder weapon. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, good also, gravy. Also, people with big hands. Because I've heard tons of people compl- uh, with big hands complain about the, oh, the yeah. DS. This is not a problem I struggle with. Especially that stick. Uh, none of you have uh, ever seen me IRL, but I will tell you this: um, the uh, my hands fit perfectly on a DS. Mm. Yeah, I got tiny hands yeah. too. Don't worry. Uh, I am one of those people with bigger hands, um, so I had to resort to the infamous claw on the PSP, um, which I actually forego 
I don't know if you know what we we're talking about with the claw pan, but you had to curl your index finger in as a claw to sort of move your camera. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've had to do that as um, well. It's very tricky, but yeah. I didn't do it. Um, and people had to do that on the 3DS because their hands were too big as well. Um, oh, wow. That was, that, was a, that was a problem. I am one of those people who might have big enough hands that that's a problem. But um, what I learned to do from the PSP days of Monster Hunter and other games is to lightly tap L to center your camera. And that's how I play. I don't use the camera. I refocus the camera with L most of the time. Now, World and Generations on the Switch, uh, Generations Ultimate, I do use the right stick because it's easy to do. But, you know, older games, I would just tap L. Like it was, it was my, it was my normal mode of play. Yeah, for the, for those older games, like where you had the lock on camera, it, it's pretty useful. It's kind of a kind of a requirement. Like no, 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 no. I don't use lock on. No, 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 no. Nay, nay. Oh, because I I had to use it when I first started playing. I think it was three ultimate. After figuring out, oh great, I have to deal with uh, horizontal. You know, I have to deal with vertical, not just horizontal camera controls in this like giant 3D space. Rather than fighting on a regular plane, I'm like, oh great, yay. Oh man, those you, those are hard to deal with. Do you think this uh, this this upgraded switch is, is is here to sort of I don't know keep pace with PS5 and Series X. Lol. Fucking no. <laughs> as far as release dates, I'm oh. not saying that Oh. Um Eh? Not in, not in power. No, I, no, 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 no. I don't think Nintendo necessarily cares what the other console people are doing. Yeah, but probably. I also but I think they I think they tangentially care. I don't think that they don't entirely not care. Like like I think it's more just sort of a logical... Blah, blah, I can talk. A logical <laughs> consequence of, you know, every four or five years, you've got some pretty significant uh, leaps and bounds in electronics hardware. Mm-hmm. So you can, yeah, fit, you can fit the same device in the same amount of space, uh, but it does twice as much, you know, five years later. So I think it has less yeah. to do with what their competitors doing and more to do with just that's how electronics be. Yeah, I doubt very okay. highly that they're going to be, like, rushing to try and match, like, the release date for no, all no, the no. other consoles. I think it'll just come no, no, with no. the hardware when it's ready. They, they, um, you, you guys, I mean, you guys are totally right. They don't try to compete on the same level, but they do coincide. They do, they do well as a partner system or an alternative system, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people swore up and down, uh, when things were first released is like yeah uh switch switch and pc is the way to go <laughs> like i've seen a, you know that that'd be a popular you know uh popular opinion or, or whatever um and that's kind of been my thing since i got my beefed up pc has been switch and pc i've kind of ignored the ps4 quite a bit except for uh, i got the final fantasy 7 remake because of the show that we're doing and then I also got uh, Iceborne on PS4 because I didn't have. I mean, well, I mean, getting Monster Hunter on PC is fine, but in the beginning it was behind by a year almost. So, yeah, I wasn't going to wait that much time to play it on PC. <laughs> 
So, do we want to talk about Monster Hunter news or game first? Probably, uh, probably game stuff first. Okay. That, that surprises me. I figured you'd want to go with Monster Hunter news first, Morg. Oh, I want to save the best for last because there's there's a good bit that I want to talk <laughs> about. And because okay, no, I know that. I know you're going to want to talk a lot, especially about the parts that I don't really think are. <laughs> we we already touched on that while we oh, were hunting together oh, Friday. Oh, they're a big deal, man. They they change a lot. I... They change. They change a lot of the problems that I've had with this game before. Like uh, from like base world onwards, I was like completely like, why isn't it working like this? Why don't we get this? Why don't we get that? You know, why does it have to be like this? Oh, I hate this game. I'm going back to GU. But I mean, no, like, no, no, yeah, no. like, yeah. This latest update um, fixes all that. My my reasons for going back to GU are still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's still called Monster Variety, but they're they're a little better. Um. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so the, the the little side topic, at least I wanted to try to do. Well, I was saying, I'm saying side topic. It was going to be the main topic, but then the Monster Hunter news kind of dropped. And we're like, all right, I guess it's going <laughs> to, it's probably going to end up taking a backseat. So uh, games that pleasantly surprised us. Uh, um, I was thinking about this because I have a game that pleasantly surprised me. Because I've talked about it a little bit uh, here on the show, and especially with people in uh, our, our writing group, Pan, um, you know, like people like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and uh, and all that stuff, and all the Souls games. It's super popular; everyone likes them, and I just don't. Like, I just don't. I don't. I tried them. I was in love with Demon Souls, and then they got to the Dark Souls, and I was just like, bleh. But I did talk a little bit about Mortal Shell last week. I actually finished this game, so it was a $30 game, and I finished it within 30 hours, 30, 40 hours. Wow. Um, it was... That's pretty good. It was short, concise, awesome, and difficult. I mean, there are enemies in that game that I'm just like, I don't want to fight them. Like, I don't want to go head-to-head with this dude, and they're not, like, bosses. They're, like, normal enemies. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, but, um, I had kind of got it on a whim. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And the same thing happened with, uh, Sekiro and I'll, I'll kind of lump this in these two together. They're both souls like games that I end up just loving. And I just like on a whim, I was like, you know what? I used to like demon souls. Let me just give it another shot. See if this, this different iteration of it works for me. And I love Sekiro. Sekiro, Morg, if you remember when we did our game of the year last year, Sekiro was my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, Mortal Shell is going to be up there for me. Um, well, it was our... Given that Iceborne was our de facto number one, <laughs> Sekiro was number one. <laughs> I, do, I do think we made that premise that we all agreed uh, Iceborne was the best last year, but... Anyways, yeah, so Mortal Shell was super surprising. And and one of the things that I liked uh, because it was so short and concise is I actually got to make builds that I didn't have to go online and look at Wikipedia on where to get things to make these builds. Like, I actually made a build that worked, and I loved it. Um, There was, like, a special, like, one of the shells, which is one of the classes or whatever. uh, His name was TL. 
and he had a, a thing that's like, hey, sometimes when you counterattack, it makes a cloud of poison. Which, by the way, poisons you as well. Which, you know, is kind of bad, and you'll die from it. But if you unlock this other skill, poison heals you instead of damages you. So then I would go looking for items to poison myself and use them as healing items or enemies that poison you and be like, come at me, bro. Hit me. I'm poisoned. Thanks. Thanks for the healing. Uh, it was just so good. Um, and it was so fun to sort of like, hey, I can do this. And like all of the different classes like kind of have their own little different like spiels to do that you can sort of it's like a built in exploit without having to go through Wikipedia facts and that kind of thing. I was just like, I don't know, I was just so excited to uh, actually get into a game like that and enjoy it for once instead of like, and I know I'm going to get booze for this, but I don't enjoy Bloodborne. It's it's just a cringe fest, you know, all the way through me. And I got like 75% of the way through that game. It's not like I picked it up for 10 minutes and put it down. I, I put a lot of effort into Bloodborne. I just can't do it. <laughs> it's just too stressful. Um so yeah, like that's kind of the premise I was going with. Like I was just blown away by like, wow, I didn't expect this. So, uh, Pan, do you have any games that you like you tried out and it's just like this this is better than I expected kind of thing? Um, so I've I've been really racking my mind um mm -hmm. on this. The thing is, is that I I can't think of the last game I played uh that wasn't uh, that i like bought that wasn't like heavily recommended by someone or i found it because i'm like hey i like genre x what are other games in genre x so mm -hmm. i don't go like blind into a lot of games um one so i don't think hardly anyone does anymore yeah honestly. yeah i find that very hard to like it's very hard to do that um but uh, I will say that uh, Katawa Shoujo, which I like, went out of my way to play for the podcast, and we went over that on like the romance games episode. Yeah, I was I was incredibly pleasantly surprised by that. That game was so much more yeah, than what was I was expecting. It was super good. I I remember uh, you kind of being surprised. I had got myself killed twice, actually. I died twice in that story. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm just like screwing around, like doing what I think I should be doing. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't even, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I'm on the track team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a cool game. I actually really like, that was, that's a good one for me as well. It's like, I was just pleasantly surprised because I, I don't normally play those kind of dating sims. I don't really, nothing ever really clicked for me in those genres, but I did like Katua. So yeah, so yeah, Katawa Shoujo, uh, that was a that was a game that just really really surprised me. Um, another, but yeah, I'm not really saying much here. Um, oh, mm -hmm. there's a mini game on one of the Jackbox party packs that we played that I really loved. Um, mm -hmm. You were you were probably there for a lot of it. Um, the Find the Aliens game. Oh yeah. Or as I kept, I didn't enjoy that one as much, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. or as I kept calling it on my birthday, the Find the Communist game. Because <laughs> I yeah. yeah I kept saying that the aliens were communists. Okay, um, so the on I think it's Jackbox Party Pack Six. Uh, there is this mini game. Yeah, I think it's so. basically if you guys have ever, if you've ever played Mafia, it's that. But what what the game is yeah. is that uh so like three random players will get a prompt for something, and it's like two players will get or like and if one of them's the alien, the alien will get a prompt that's like draw a picture of a European city. And then the two uh, humans will get draw a picture of Paris. 
And so then, mm. then you have like three, like, you know, paint, MS paint drawings of, uh, of a sit, of a, like a European city, which may or may not be Paris. So that way, you know, you can try to figure out who the alien is. But yeah, yeah you don't know what prompt they got. Um, but you're just trying to look for like the odd man out. And then there's like other games where it's like, um, let's see, what were the other games? Uh, there's another one where, like, it, it asks you, like, what what do you think of ketchup on hot dogs? And then mm -hmm. another, like, but then the alien gets asked, what do you think of mayonnaise on hot dogs? Yeah, yeah, the similar but way different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the problem that I had with that one is it becomes a witch hunt eventually. Where oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the aliens are, are typically very good at, at singling out an innocent and all sort of like catching on like, yeah, let's let's get this guy. So you get that guy voted out. I think uh, Pan, you ended up winning one time like pretty quickly because you got everyone else locked out or something. Everyone else. I had everyone convinced I was not the alien. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, here's the here's the thing about that fort. I am I am uh, infamously horrible at those type of games. Uh, yes. Usually, when played in person, <laughs> I start giggling like a maniac if I am confronted uh, with being a werewolf or whatever. Yeah, so, I actually love those in person. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm infamously terrible at werewolf type games. So that's what. So like one of. A couple of the people who were playing with us on my birthday like knew that, so I was like, "Okay, come on, come on, ask me if I'm an alien. Ask me if I'm an alien." And it's way easier for me to lie to them over Discord rather than in, in person. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine. And they're all like, "Well, she's not giggling. She must not be the alien." Oh, so it kind of worked against them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I really liked I I uh, really liked that Jackbox uh, alien witch hunt game. Okay. Um, Guys. Morg. Yeah. Oh yeah, Morg. Morg. What are oh, games that boy. you you did not expect to like or surprisingly liked or what have you? Oh boy, I've actually got quite a lot, but some of them are actually really really old. Um, I remember getting my first copy of StarCraft the the original one and i must have been like maybe eight or nine or something i can't remember how old i was i was in junior high at the time um but yeah um i first got it from um uh, a friend of the family and when i first started playing it I, and i was playing as the terrans um it was really weird because i like i was looking at these guys in these suits with these guns with these machine guns and i was thinking oh it's like that show roughneck starship troopers whatever you know where they had like you know the the guys with the guns and they were fighting off a bunch of these aliens and um, riddick's roughnecks the typical ones yeah yeah rico's rico's roughnecks not riddick yeah. Wow. And anyway, I just crossed my fantasy streams there. Yeah. Okay. And I had no idea that it was an RTS game. Um, I thought it was like you know, just take your time, casual play, you know, da -da -da -da, have some fun. No, RTS game, very stressful, hard to get through. And then as I was like playing through the Terran um, you know, campaign, I was like, my God, this game is absolutely insane, and I'm absolutely terrified of this. Like, I have no idea what the hell's going on. What my, you know, like, what my enemies have that they can, like, throw against me. Like, this is some scary stuff. But then, you know, I uh, um, I found out that I had cheat codes, and I was like, oh my god, I can actually get through the campaign. 
I know though I can get through the whole story or whatever. And then um, I started playing as Zerg, and I was really enjoying playing as the bad guys. And then uh, once I got to the end of the Protoss, I was like crying. I was like, no, Tassadar, no, don't die. But then, um, yeah, yeah. Once once I started finishing that off, I came across. Um, the feature where it was the map editor, and then that's when the game really got exciting. I started making my own games through my own maps, and I was like, oh, I could take this RTS and I could turn it into, like, a Dungeons & Dragons-style kind of dungeon crawler thing, where I could use, like, special skills and stuff like that from my own, like, from, like, special units or whatever. Yeah. And then I and then. Uh, after I started figuring out, hey, it even comes with its, with its own, like, preset for codes and stuff like that. Like, if you activate certain triggers, and this will happen, and that, whatever. All you have to do is just enter in sp uh, specific um, conditions that'll activate certain effects. It's basically cause and effect, whatever. And then I, I yeah. made... Oh, it was so fun. And then I also ended up getting a microphone, and... Um, I was entering in, like, um, like campaign, like, you know how there's, like, always, like, the introduction where it shows, like, uh, the characters, like, talking and stuff like that, where they had, like, their own audio in it and whatever? I was doing that for my own games. I was providing the game, like, its own introductions with, like, the text bubbles and me, you know, providing information as to, like, what you have to do for, for whatever that, um whatever game I had set out for. And then I'd also go online and I'd see other people having made their own custom games as well. Like there's like a vulture racing game where you go around a track. Um, there's one where you're playing as a fire bat, having to corral like zerglings into specific zones that have to be yours in, in, in particular. Like, and then there was, I think like Protoss football, which was, Oh my God. Like, and then I think there was also like, um, there was probe Pac-Man where, you had to go around as a probe, and I believe I can't remember if it was SEVs or if it was drones that were the ghosts. But it was it was phenomenal. Like I was really surprised mm. at how diverse this game was. It could be more than just an RTS. It could literally be your own playground where you could make whatever game you wanted to, if you understood how the map editor worked. And oh man, it was just, it was so good. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely StarCraft was one of those games that really surprised me the most out of a lot of them. Uh, I will say that one of the things that I know about with the level editor with StarCraft uh, 2, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's 1, maybe it's 2. I know that someone recreated um, Diablo 2 in its entirety in StarCraft. That is amazing. Oh, yeah, StarCraft 2 actually... The whole game. Yeah, StarCraft 2 was really great for the fact that if they, if you, if, it was more complex because you could give, like, um, whatever sprites that you had, like, um, certain unique features, like, you could give them their own skins and stuff like that, you could resize them to whatever proportions you need them to, and you could give them yeah. special abilities that were unique to them, so you could make it so that they could spawn, um, like, whatever kind of creatures that you wanted them to, they had specific cooldowns, or they had, like, really cool unique abilities that you could... I don't really understand how they were able to do it, but I know that, um, you know, when they went out there and made, like, those, like, specialty custom maps and games, they did a really, really good job. Like, the, the fans of, of StarCraft 1 and 2, like, when they made stuff with Map Editor, holy shit. Like, it could, it yeah. really could blow you away with how amazing some of the stuff was. 
So I would good. say that's true in a lot of map editor games. Do you guys, do you guys ever play, um, what, what is that called? The one with Sackboy on PlayStation. Yeah, there was that. And uh, Little, Big Pla- oh, yeah. Little Big Planet? Little Big Planet. Yeah, Little Big Planet. I never played it. That game. That game was so good. So Little Big Planet was, was famous for its level editor as well. But one of, one of my favorite levels, and I, can't, I think it's just called Shark Attack. And it was actually one of the most popular levels there was, where it was, like, most of the time people kind of uh, applaud that game for, like, oh, they made a racing game out of this platformer with all this stuff. They made, um, you could do anything. You make an RTS out of it, a tower defense. Like, well, basically what you're saying, Morg. Um, But one of my favorite mods was it was straight up still a platformer game. In fact, this could have been a level in the game, but I loved it so much. It was called Shark Attack, and you had just normal water physics of you're just running across this this stretch of water uh, with, like the, this, like, the normal, like, sort of, like, wooden terrain that sort of bobbles and floats. So it's a little bit not really challenging, but you could just run across it all the way. Except they had these sharks that would come at you relentlessly. Uh, and it was at like mock speeds. Like you would get these sharks and then like I didn't like the first couple tries of me getting through, I didn't make it. But, you know, eventually I was able to make it through the level. But I would just keep playing this level for hours because it was so fun. Um, it was kind of like, hey, uh, Grand Theft Auto, you get the five stars and everyone's coming after you. Except they're sharks. And they oh. go like a million miles an hour, and it's like, <laughs> 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 and it was I just do, so, like yeah. it was just so like it was so jarring because you know it's Little Big Planet is such like a happy go lucky game. And it's just like da 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 da. I'm just like running around all of a sudden, boom! And the shark just flies out of nowhere. And oh, they put yeah. horror music or something in it, and they were attached because you had those jukeboxes, and it was attached to the shark. So it actually made it the, the horror music get louder when the shark was getting close. But because they were going so fast, that like you would just hear it for a split second. So it was just like a screaming noise as it was going by. And it was so funny. I, I loved that level so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in Little Big Planet that made it really fun. And I do remember the shark level. And that was a really hard one because, yeah, those sharks... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you were on, like, those those floating beams, it's no big deal. But the shark could come in and then, like, send you flying off of the damn thing. So you'd ha- you well, had to be really careful with that. Um, well, they were going so fast, um, they could actually accidentally kill themselves was, was the part of the thing, too. Is you Part of the times you would win because the sharks would kill each other. Yeah. Because they would just, like, collide or something. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh, do you remember uh, the, uh, well, they did kind of like a side-scroller equivalent to, like, Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies for that, where you had, like, a little paint gun yes. whatever, and you had to shoot the zombies? They did that, too. I did play that one. That one was really fun yep. as well. Oh, my God. That game. Yep. It's full of surprises. Um, I will say, uh, I, I did. most people who have listened to me talking about Monster Hunter know that it was also a surprise game for me. Um I was very reluctant to start the first one because, ugh, look at that Cloud's anime buster sword. Ugh. Okay. You know, because, you know, my <laughs> extreme love for anime 
Um, and my friends, you know, convinced me to get it, and I fell in love with the game. Another one, uh, Pan, you and I share this game in common, EVO, The Search for Eden. That was that was based purely on box art. like. <laughs> oh, well, if we're going games that we bought, I forgot, I hadn't thought about that. That, that reminded me of a few games, but keep going. Yeah, so, like, that one surprised me. Of course, I love dinosaurs. The fact that it's pseudo-teaching you evolution and a 1993 or 4 game, like, it's pretty pretty progressive for a video game back then. They, like, no holds barred. They called it evolution, and they went, you went through the eras of, you know, animals and time. So, like, <laughs> no, no bars about it, you know. You know, people might consider that political, you know, nowadays, I guess, sometimes. Um, but, yeah, that was that was one that surprised me. Uh, one Another one that surprised me is actually uh, Metroid. I never played a Metroid game. I, 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 I'll say Whoa. this. I had played Fu- Fusion or something like that, and I had played Prime, but they were never, like, they were never, like, they never stuck with me that well. Oh, it, and I I never played um, Super Metroid until 2013 uh, when it came out as a as a um, release on the Wii U, oh, one of the eShop titles. That game is so good. Um, it is, but see, I never I never thought it was going to be because there's two things that I really don't like. I don't like cowboys, which is AKA bounty hunters a lot of time, and I don't like space. And then that's all I ever heard about you know, Samus and Metroid was, she was like a space bounty hunter. And I'm like, why would I like that? That doesn't make it like the, nothing about this makes any sense to me why I would like that. And then, you know, I know I didn't really find it that interesting from the box art back in the day. Cause they, I mean, hell that was the biggest selling point when I would go to star time video or, you know, AKA blockbuster, or whatever you guys had, wherever you were. <laughs> and I would look at the super Nintendo box art to rent for the week and I'm like, eh, now I'm going to go with Top Gear 3000 again, because I know that one. Or I'm going to go with this one. And I would try some based on the box art. But, you know, Metroid for me was just like, mm, spacey there. Don't really like space. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a pleasant surprise as well, of course. I, most people would say, oh, duh, Super Metroid. That's a good one. But like, hey, I... I didn't think I would like it, and then, you know, I eventually tried it. So, so Pan, you said that that brought up some other games you, yeah. you thought of. Yeah, uh, I bought uh, Harvest Moon '64 purely based on box art. Okay, and we know how much you love that. Yeah, and that that was the first Harvest Moon game. I uh, the name also intrigued me. I was like, "What Harvest Moon? What is that? That sounds magical." Yeah, it's a it's a mm. it's a game about farming. Uh, and as a kid who lived in rural Nebraska at the time. That did not transform me anywhere new and mystical, but it was still awesome and fun, and I'm still like really into the the slice of life farming genre ever since. Uh, I think like I got home yeah. with that game, and I think I played it for about seven or eight hours straight. And then my mom told me to go to bed, and I did the classic. <laughs> I did the classic sit up in bed for half an hour until I stopped hearing everybody upstairs, and then I went back out in the living room <laughs> and stayed up till like yeah, 1 I remember this. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. So, uh, yeah, Harvest Moon 64, uh, I bought it purely based off the box art, because it lo- it's just this, like, picture of uh, the the chibi sprite, like, running uh, with a dog following behind him. So I thought it was, like, some sort of RPG about, like, you and your dog. 
Mm. 30 bucks well spent in 19 or in 2001 money. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um I unlike hey hey you Pikachu back in the day. Fuck. You know? I remember. <laughs> oh my god, that game also surprised me as well because oh, I think oh, that was I the didn't first like time it. that we I didn't like it. I wanted that game really? so badly, but that was like at the height of Pokémon equals Satan, so I didn't ever get it. Yeah. I I didn't like it cuz I was, you know, you like it was it was okay, like, it, but it was like I wanted more to it. It's that's the problem I always had with Pokemon games is I wanted it to go a different direction than it did every time, except for Pokemon Snap. It just needed to be longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we're still getting that Pokemon Snap release at some point, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still coming out I on Switch. I forgot when that is. I'm looking it up. Hang on. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't really have a lot of other ones that that I, I that I was thinking of because EVO was a, was a big one for me. Monster Hunter, obviously, but I've told that story a million times. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, also, Monster Hunter was definitely one of those ones because initially it did not make any sense to me how any of the mechanics worked, how armor sets worked. And I didn't like. I barely understood the concept of being able to like just hunt monsters and then just make equipment. I thought that was that. I thought honestly that was all that there was to it. But then once I started really getting into the game and started to understand like what the fundamentals of it were actually about, and then I started um, finding new monsters, getting up into higher levels. That's when I was like, yes, this is an excellent game. I've got to play more of it. Um. Um. So here, here's a thought, and it's a little, little tangential. Um, while, while I was thinking of games for this, I think there are, are two other like uh, similar topics that we could do, um, which is uh, the the flip side of this. Oh, it was really good. I didn't expect it, right? Um, and then you could do well, actually three other things. You could do the risk you took and it failed hard. So this, but, like, you didn't like it, right? Oh, But then you could yeah. do the ones that you were super hyped for and then were consequently disappointed or super hyped for and you just love that game anyways. Um, I think we could do, like, um, a more of, a, like, a, a robust topic later on where we talk about, like, all of those different facets of, like, sort of, like, hype levels with a game coming versus, and, and you know, no hype level. Um, I will say... Another one that um, that I was sort of like down on, but I, I do this a lot where I just sort of buy a game on a whim and just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna buy this because whatever, I'll take a risk on it. I, I, I do that fairly often, honestly, because um, sometimes I just run out of things to play because I have a lot more time to play video games than the average adult, apparently. <laughs> um, Odd world, the whole series, I love it, but. Oh, um, yeah. I actually was not interested in Oddworld, actively not interested because I remember seeing it. I used to be subscribed to PC Gamer and I would see screenshots and people talking about it. And it was like, oh, it was, you know, it was 90s advertising. Oh, yeah, the bad A attitude of Abe, which Abe is totally not like that. But that's just how advertising was in the 90s. And I'm just like, yeah, that guy looks weird and weird. And that game looks dumb. So I'm not going to do it. Um, but then like, I just got it on PlayStation one, you know, back in the day. And you know, a lot of people remember the PlayStation one fondly. I maybe played three games on it that I liked. 
the PlayStation 1 for me personally was a rather large flop. It was, <gasps> if it hadn't been, um, yeah, I don't like a lot of games on PS1. I like Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2, I like Spyro, and I like Oddworld. And I can't think of another PlayStation game that I was super hyped about. Oh, and Monster Seed. Monster Seed I liked. Even though I never beat it. Um, a little, little difficult. Um, but yeah, so like that was, uh, Odd Roll was a big one that I took a risk on and I had seen a lot about it and I just actively wasn't interested, but I finally decided to take the, the dive and I just love that game series. Super excited for New and Tasty coming out. Not New and Tasty, New and Tasty's already out. Soulstorm Brew, there you go. For PS5. So yeah, um, is there any other things to, to say on this topic? Um... Pan, did you find what you were looking for? Oh, uh, the release date on Pokemon Snap is TBD. Oh, well, let's figure it um, out. To be decided. <laughs> but, uh, if we are going to do games that we gambled on and lost, um, I've got a really hilarious mm-hmm. story. I was going to share it, but then if, since you proposed the games we gambled on and lost, I'm going to save this story for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we, could, we can do that. Make that more of a robust episode, you know, where we're not inundated with, uh, Monster Hunter news, yeah, because uh, this will be the last. This will be the last time pending, you know, the actual announcement of, you know, whatever Switch game that is rumored to be, which um, I do want to. I do want to bring that up a little bit. Unless Morg, do you have another one that you were pleasantly surprised by? Okay, yeah, here was one that you guys will probably like not believe that I I was actually impressed by it. Realm Royale. It's basically Fortnite, but in th- this instance, it's made with medieval themes, and like y- mm. you still get like battle, you get like battle axes, swords, and whatever daggers. You know the whole works for like medieval weapons and specialty armors and stuff like that. Okay. And you do get guns, but um, the one feature that really um, intrigued me, it really humored me, and uh, whatnot is that when you die, you don't actually die. You turn into a beat up old chicken with a little white flag and you go dancing around all over the place going, my God, don't kill me. Oh my God. Ah. And then you have to like wait for like, I think 15 seconds, hoping that nobody will gun you down before you can transform back into your usual self. And it also comes with like forges I, and stuff like that. I was like, I think you meant to say crossbow you're down. Yeah, crossbows. <laughs> yes, actually, actually, it's funny. There were crossbows in that game too, and oh my god, yeah, I found it. I found it kind of delightful. I mean, like, it didn't keep my attention for very long. Um, I played it for about a week, and it was really enjoyable, but it felt very Fortnitey. Um, I guess that yeah, also I mean, kind of fits in into the. Well, it's not. It wasn't really a gamble because it was free, but I mean. I did enjoy it, and it was a pleasant surprise when I was first playing it. I was like, yeah, I like this game quite a lot, because you can play as, like, a rogue or a warrior, or you can play as a mage. And I'm, I don't remember if there were more than the three classes, but I think I think there were more. But, yeah, it, when I first played it, I was thinking, oh, pfft, it's just Fortnite, but medieval-themed. You know, no big deal. Who cares, right? Wrong. I mean, I chivalry was, in- was really good, so I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh! And as for uh, PS uh, PS One games, uh, Poi Poi was a really good one. Uh, Crash Bash was pretty good. Uh, there was also a Small Soldiers uh, video game. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, where you could play as the Gorgonites or the Commando Elites, and oh man, that game was really fun. Oh, so good. 
Yeah, I don't know. It just, just I played Resident Evil Two and I enjoyed it, but the, the Resident Evil Two, as far as like Resident Evil, stick out to me. But as a game, like I, it was one of the sort of one and done. Like as far like I liked my sixty four games a lot more than I liked my PS One. Mm. Um, and that rings true a lot of just PlayStation in general. Like there are a few PlayStation exclusives that I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I like the older God of Wars, mm-hmm. um, especially God of War One. Um, but nothing like, I don't know. It's just something with me and PlayStation. I just don't, I just don't jive a lot with their exclusives or, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I just tend to latch onto other games and weird ones, obviously like Monster Hunter more quickly. Of course, Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter was PlayStation exclusive in the PS2 days, but you know, it wasn't. I don't, yeah, it didn't yeah. It only hit PS2. Yeah. Oh, so. what about Resistance Fall of Man? That game was, like, on a whole other level. Like, I, I don't even, like, know how to describe it. Like, you'd have to fight the chimeras and stuff like that. You could play as humans or the yeah. chimera online. And, like, the variety of the weapons were just absolutely insane. Like, I believe there was one gun, I can't remember what the name of it was, I think it might have been called the Bullseye, but, like, for for most of these guns, they had, like, a primary and then a secondary. The primary being, like, your basic firing. But then the secondary was, like, the special feature that was unique to that gun. So, for the Bullseye, um, your secondary was, you'd fire um, a shot, and it would tag an opponent, and so long as that tag was on them, your bullets didn't matter which way you shot in any direction, they would home in on the guy. So they could like, but um, the thing is, is if they were like completely covered, like 100% full cover um, the the bullets wouldn't hit them. But then there was another gun Mm -hmm. that, um, it was really neat. I liked it. It was so awesome. What it did was it it shot... Oh, was this I'll, a PS3 title? I'm just trying to remember. Uh, I think it was a PS3 title. And, like, for, for that yeah. gun, it shot, like, these... It, 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 I don't know how to describe it. It was weird. Like, it was, like, energy beams that could, like, phase through solid objects. So you could shoot through the walls, the floor, the ceiling, if you needed to, in order to be able to get somebody who was, like, just across from you. And it would, like, you could fire your rounds, and it would just kind of, like shoot it would hit the wall and then it would slowly pass through it and then once it got through the other side it would just start firing off and then um for its secondary it had a shield so you could protect yourself from from commonplace bullets but then you could like fire your your rounds through the shield and then you could like Mm, hit through it and then hit other people and it um it had like gas grenades which were like you you'd throw them in a wall it would release gas and then it would ignite and then burn people then there were the hedgehog grenades where you'd pull a pin you'd throw it and then once it hit the ground it would bounce up and then all of a sudden there would be this moment where it'd sit in stasis in the air and all of a sudden you'd see all these spikes sort of form around it and then boom knives everywhere just sticking into everything impaling everybody oh my god that game was so good oh it was amazing just like mm, uh really fun before we move on to the to the monster Hunter news i do have one more uh and you were talking about like the hedgehog mines that would bounce up and i was thinking okay bouncing bettys yes uh a game a game that really surprised me that I loved, and it actually ended up me sticking with the series off and on quite a bit. Actually, it was Call of Duty. Um, I was just oh, part yeah. of the. 
I didn't really like I, I like shooters. I've grew up playing Doom. I love Turok, that kind of stuff, but I never got in on the early Call of Duty hype train. I didn't play Modern Warfare. I didn't play like those older ones or Call of Duty Four or whatever. World of War. I did War, play yeah. World World at War, which had the bouncing Bettys. Yeah. And I played it on the on the Wii. And that's because all I had at that time was the Wii. I actually liked the Wii version quite a bit because I was actually really good at aiming with the remote. Um, and also, it's all I had at the time. But then my first, first sort of foray into the sort of like gamer bro Xbox 360 era of like Call of Duty uh, was Black Ops 1. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised and very much into the game. I wasn't really... I don't. I was like, I was what the what I like to call a counter trash talker. Ah. So people would start talking trash, and I would sort of egg them on. Oh yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, that was really funny to me. So I was like trolling the trolls essentially. Um, I, I loved it because <laughs> uh, I was actually halfway decent at the game, so I could kind of back up my words, and it was really fun. So my college buddy and I would play together a lot, and I would be like. <laughs> watch this and i'd get a stupid kill and the guy would get mad and then he start calling me cracker or, or, <laughs> oh my God. or whatever that's a that actually happened once uh i had this guy he was just he's like shut up cracker i want everybody da, 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 da. and i was just like hey 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 we'd be called i i prefer to be called a wafer i'm crumbly not crunchy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh man he uh my and my my uh, my good friend from college, um, he was just he was eating it up because I mean, <laughs> he's not very antagonistic, but he just he just thought it was hilarious. So I, I played into it a lot more. But anyways, yeah. So games that pleasantly surprise us. Um, I'm sure some of those are like a no brainer, like uh, you know Metroid. But whatever, you know, I ha- I had my own reservations. Bomberman on PS3 was also really good, like the 3D equivalent to like the the classic one. Oh boy, that one was really fun. I had no uh, idea there how was, good that was. Bomberman 64 was the first 3D equivalent. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomberman. Whew. Now that was a good game too. I Holy shit! Just I just had this flashback um, to uh, 64 days. Uh, so mm-hmm. I got a I got an N64 about midway through the N64's life cycle, I think. And uh, okay. I I saved up for several weeks, saved up my money for several weeks, and uh, bought a, an N64 and one controller from the pawn shop. And they said I could buy one game for half off, mm-hmm. um, and I still had a couple bucks left. And uh, we will get into what about that game uh, on our disappointing games uh, chat. <laughs> but the point is, is that uh, I had I okay. had the disappointing game to play uh, for about three weeks until I could save up more money to buy another game. And so then I saved yeah. up my money, and we didn't have any used video game stores in Lincoln back then. I think it was a year or two mm. after this when we got our first GameStop. Which, yeah, okay. so because we're talking like 1998, 1999, I think. Yeah. Okay. We were lucky to have three or four here in Chillicothe. It was actually, it's actually a really good video game scene. Yeah, yeah reason. we didn't have a GameStop until like, until like 2000, 2001. Uh, but... Mm. Yeah, anyways, uh, the uh, so I saved up for a couple weeks, and I went back to that pawn shop, and uh, for $18, I was able to pick up a copy of this neat-looking game. All I had to go off of was the name of, was like the name of the game and the sticker on the cartridge. 
uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That game. That yes. sounds like a miss. Oh, I was wow. gonna. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna bring this up because I hated the other Zeldas. I had played the other Zeldas and did not like them. Uh, Link to the Past, um, and the, the you know the the NES one. I really didn't like the NES one. Oh. Okay. And same thing. I ended up picking up on a whim the Legend of Zelda because everyone was saying it was good. So yeah, go ahead. Peter. Yeah. Well, it I, it I'm even had like this. a shiny gold cartridge. I remember yeah. that. I did not have a gold one. I had a plain gray. Yep. One. I got the I got Aww. a gold cartridge. Uh, and I was like, you know what? There's a sword and a shield on that game on that cart. On that uh, cartridge, it's gold colored, uh, and you know it's a, it's got there's a mystical adventure inside that cartridge. I'll bet. And indeed, so I, there I, is. yeah, I bought it based on the same criteria that I would later buy Harvest Moon. Yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time was a was a gamble. Because yeah, I would I'd see yeah. if this was if this was 1998 or 1999, I was nine or ten years old. Okay. Yeah, and like internet, did, like I wasn't really active on the internet. Uh, I didn't have friends at school, um, so I, you know, I literally knew nothing. <laughs> and I, I mean, I had um, a group of gamer friends at school, but uh, as it turns out, them and I have not similar tastes, and I learned that very early on. Which is, you know, which is why I was very reluctant to get into Monster Hunter because they were like, it's amazing. You're going to like it. And every time they said, you're going to like it, I ended up hating it. So, because they had no idea what I liked. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> I get you. Yeah, okay. Wikipedia tells me Ocarina of Time came out in November 98. So then this must have been in fall 99 because I remember I worked like all summer to save up <clears throat> money. So this must have been in 1999. Okay. So that would have made me 10 years right. old, yeah. All right, so uh, future episode, I don't know if it'll be next week or not. Um, depends on, you know, news and if we, we think. But uh, the, the, other, the other three sides of this issue, the, the bombs, you know, the surprise bombs, and then the hype to a success or failure. Um, so, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so... Morg, um, I'm afraid to give you the lead on this one. Oh, because let's 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 get a big overview of everything that happened, uh, and then you'll you can fill me in on what I missed with the update. Okay, but okay, we got uh, we got the official uh, the official. What is the next monster? What is the returning monster? coming back in Monster Hunter uh, Iceborne and the final update and I did say this it is the final large update they will still be doing event quests and events and that kind of stuff but we are not getting another new monster at, at all this is sort of like the last hurrah of Monster Hunter World Iceborne and Monster Hunter World in general uh, given the heartfelt uh, montage they gave us at the end of the stream um, so we actually uh, we actually took some official guesses by people, and I'm going to go over those real quick of what that monster was. So, Morg, your official guess was Narcarcos. That one, <laughs> I that was for like surprise. Okay, that's if they okay. were to surprise us. But yeah, I kind of okay, like my... like when I was playing Base World, I kind of felt weird. I was like, you know, there's no way that they couldn't put Fatalis into this game. 
But then, you right. know, when oh, that... Come on, you're spoiling it for Pan. You're so, spo- I was going to wait till the oh, end. Oh, so they put... It's Vitalis? No. Yes, no, it's it not. I, I might have no. guessed... No, it's not. I no. might have guessed just casually browsing Reddit over the weekend uh, because I've seen yeah. a lot of Fatalis-related comments because I am subscribed to various gaming and uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah. So I'm still subscribed to r slash Monster Hunter, I think. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. fine. I no, tried. it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. But it was Fatalis. So what was what was my guess? Uh, you had the Megala family. Damn it! That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, Chauncey had Camellius because he was being hopeful. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I don't think that was too too bad to be. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't uh, think uh, Camellius was a bad guess either. Because like you know, that'd be that'd be no, a really that'd be it, really badass to see yeah. in HD. I would have loved it to have would. seen Camellios, especially being able to turn invisible in those environments. Yeah, Ooh, that's what I mean. Boy. Yeah, yeah, Camellios would have been badass in HD. Did anybody guess Fatalis? Where are the, where do we pin the where do we pin uh, the guess? I did. Uh, the pod chat. Yeah. Um, the pod chat here. So Wyvarian, uh, guess we had on a couple yep. of weeks ago. Uh, guess Steve, or, or if those who don't know, Seregios. Um, but then Ace, myself, and a lot of other people, I think, I thought I had wrote, written down Wolfie's guess, because we did ask her, um, but we weren't really, yeah. I don't think we were officially taking guesses that time. Her guess was Fatalis, but her hope was the Megalas. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so sh- Wolfie, myself, and Ace all guessed Fatalis. Um, and yeah, Fatalis, I think, was pretty... To me, it was pretty obvious, but yeah, I mean, it's it's leading up to it. Um, so we're getting Fatalis, and with Fatalis, we are getting Castle Sherrod, uh, which is the sort of iconic castle that Fatalis lives in, mm-hmm. that he just sort of destroyed. Uh, so we're getting a new map that is a, essentially an arena map, and it's a remake of the old Castle Sherrod from Monster Hunter 1. So that's actually kind of cool. It's actually got the same... Uh, layout as far as like uh, having the 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 bow guns and the cannons, um, the heavy bow guns. What what do they call those? The ballistas. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, um and the gate. I assume the gate's going to be there to separate the two circles uh, as well. The gate to smash down on him. Actually used as a uh, entrant. Uh, it also has the original Dragonator. Uh, they actually specifically called that out in the. The live stream and with fatalis obviously a new armor and new weapons they didn't really say what the weapons are most likely they're going to be dragon element once again which to me most is a little likely. disappointing um i would rather see them be fire element or something even though traditionally they've always been dragon element just because we already have a really good end game uh dragon element as for a lot of weapons which is the uh Alatrion weapons um which is kind of weird. I guess Elatrion could have been any of the elements, whereas Fatalis could be fire or could be dragon. Um, it could be both. You never know. Yeah, could be. We'll see. Um, the Palico armor for this pan is amazing. Uh, it makes it look like a rubber Godzilla Fatalis. <laughs> the, the um, but it looks pretty realistic, like a mini Fatalis. But its weapon is a hunter. It's like a little doll of a oh hunter with a greatsword. It is, and when yeah. it's sheathed, it looks like it's riding the monster, like the the riding animation. Um, For like it a looks mount, like it's yeah. stabbing the cat. Yeah, it looks like it's mounted on the cat's back, stabbing it. 
And then when it unsheathes it, it's holding it out like a toy, and its little and the little hunter sword is sticking out, which is the sword for its weapon. Um, this cat set is like it's amazing. It's one of the best parts of the whole thing. Like the, the I don't know yeah. why or how they did this, but it's, it's it's way better than it needed to be. Yeah, um, it's it's really phenomenal. Like everybody's going to be farming Fatalis. If not for the armor itself, they're going to be doing it just so that their palico looks just absolutely adorable. Right, yeah. Um, so the adorable Palico stuff, and along with along with all of this, we're getting, uh, we're actually getting uh, arc tempered Velcana, which was rumored for a long time. And Pan, are you familiar with arc tempered? Uh, Basically, it's a world thing. You you played a bit of world. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, the tempered monsters, which are harder, but they give gems and rewards. And arc tempered is like, hey, here's the harder, harder. Um, version and they're well, the tempered are purple and then I guess arc tempered are orange in their outline. There's only been a few arc tempered release. There's not everything has an arc tempered version, and not every elder dragon will now. Yeah. Um, and typically the uh, the tempered um, monsters are uh, noticed for having sort of like that kind of shiny sheen to their coat, and then there's the arch tempered which almost look metallic, but for a Kushaladara that kind of doesn't really mean anything <laughs> but um yeah yeah with the way that uh arch-tempered xenojiva and like teostra and i think even kieran they looked pretty darn good um with their arch-tempered they were pretty nice yeah but we're, we're getting at Velcana, which is guessed pretty well because Velcana was sort of like the flagship uh for iceborne i mean it was uh and then you know, to not give that an arc tempered version seems kind of nuts. Um, but that's actually going to come later. Um, that's actually going to be, no, it's actually the same time as Fatalis. By the way, yeah. this is all dropping October 1st. Um, so we're going through all the fests until October 1st, which I mean, I don't even know what today is. Uh, 30th. Yeah. It's so, August the 30th. Yeah. I didn't think it was the 30th. Holy cow. That's this week. Yep. Oh, I thought we had some. No, September first is a. Oh wait, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, skipping don't September. Okay. We don't worry. Month. We, we got a whole month, man. I wasn't... We got lots of time. I partied pretty hard yeah, over the weekend, um, but Jesus, didn't think I partied that hard. Yeah, no, I didn't. I that was my own. I just skip September. Wake me up when September apparently. ends. Apparently. Um, you and me both, because I'm just um, sitting here nodding and smiling, man. <laughs> oh, man, I totally just got that I quote. I hate that song. Oh, my God. I do, too. Don't worry. I hate that band. So I watched I Shouldn't Forget September, considering that it's both my dad, my brothers, <coughs> and... Um, well, I don't need to go into that. Ex-wife's birthdays are in that month. But, um, <laughs> um, so then also on October 1st, they're starting uh, a fest for October. They're doing the first, like, spooky fest. I guess they kind of did one with um, the Resident Evil one last year. Yeah. But they're actually doing, like, a Halloween-themed one, and the handler's going to dress up like a vampire. And it's, like, an actual, like, Halloween costume party. I don't think they've done that full of a event for halloween um, yeah so yeah october is going to be a halloween event uh and then we also got some updated like 
mechanics and skills and a lot of that kind of stuff. I think the things that stood out to me of that is they're going to add some new skills. We, they didn't detail. Uh, they're adding three new skills. They didn't detail what two of them are, but one of them is dealing with the clutch claw, which makes sense. So, like, the clutch claw, this skill will give light weapons the ability to wound in one hit versus having to do two hits, and then vice versa. Heavy weapons who wound in one hit will now drop a pod when they wound, yeah. just like a light weapon does. Um, which it seems like a useful skill, but I think uh, the, they had a general update where when you wound a monster, it's going to last longer, so you're not constantly have to re-wound parts, uh, which is good. Because I, I, don't, I don't know how much you... You didn't play Iceborne yet, Pan. Wounding is something they added where you can get up on a monster, you... you do a special animation with the clutch claw, and then, and then it crashes into yeah, it crashes into a wall and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the bonk. Wounding is an actual different mechanic oh, okay. off okay. of the same clutch claw, where you can like um, make a weapon attack on that monster part, and it'll soften the part, making it so that the hit zones are a lot right. better. Yeah. So, like, if you if it's like hard to hit something's wings, you can wound the wings, and now you won't bounce off of them, regardless of your sharpness. Uh, that kind of thing. You know what? I, I think what bothers me about wounding, now I'm talking about it, it reminds me of Apex too much. It's like using Apex a white Legends? stone on a specific part. No, oh, no, no, Apex, Apex monsters. Yes, that's right. I remember. Yeah, the wyvern stones. Oh, yeah, that was irritating, having to apply that onto your weapon so then that way your weapon didn't bounce. Ew. Now we're having to do it on specific parts. That's that's why I don't like wounding. Yeah, that's I've finally pinpointed why I don't like wounding because it reminds me of Apex. But I mean, at least you can just do it whenever you feel like it, as long as there's a big opening for it. Whereas with the, like the wyvern sure. stones, you had to wait until the cooldown was done, and then you had like a yeah, limited but time you could hit the whole them. monster. <laughs> you yeah. can hit the whole monster at that point. Now it's individual parts that you're trying to wound. Mm-hmm. Let alone you're going to actually get the the shitty clunky clutch claw mechanics actually go where you want them to go. Apex like, Diablos was the bane of my existence. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he was he was rough. Um, so yeah, they're, they're adding that kind of stuff. Of course, they're adding a new decoration, you know, do decorations and stuff. But one of the good things is you can now meld for higher level decorations. You can now actually get some of the the high end base world decorations were not available in Iceborne very easily, so they're kind of making that easier to do. So you don't have to do a lot of special charm farming and lower rank stuff. Um, they're also adding like better chances to get better decorations and that kind of stuff. And that's where Morg's going to get more into detail with that because yes. like, me and my my set is fine where it's at i think it's cool that they're adding easier ways to get these decorations but like to me that is not really important to what the game is it's really important for fine-tuning your build which is okay and i'm glad they're making it easier but it's not something i was super hyped for because uh when i came at this pan i actually watched it late and i saw nothing but like oh my god they're giving us so much they're giving us so much and then i watched the thing and i was like we got we got Fatalis, which is good. Don't get me wrong. I like that stuff. And AT Volcana, but I feel like I'm expecting a lot more based on everyone's reaction. And everyone's reaction was based on basically what Morg's excited about. is like, oh no, I can now do this insane charm farming. And I'm like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> oh, bro, you have no idea what you're missing out on. Oh, it's going to be so great. I don't, because I already have all the, you know, 
uh, what what is it? Mind's Eye and Guard Up. I already have all that stuff. You even have Mighty you know, Bow? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so you don't have to see. Worry this about is what that. happens when I. No, I would never have to, especially if it was in Base World. Now, Mighty Bow actually, I think has, that's that's um that's Iceborne, right? I think so. Yeah, where it adds an extra charge to your bow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't use bow, but yeah, I think I have it. Um, this is because I tend to farm something on the highest level possible. So if it's tempered, I'll farm or tempered. Or as most people like to do sort of speed farming and like, oh, I'm going to get this done as much as possible. I actually just go for the highest level thing because, yeah, you'll get the better stuff usually. So I'd rather just do it less times. (laughs) Take longer, do less times. Um, But yeah, so Morg, what did I miss? What are you excited? You know, what are the stuff that I miss? Are you excited about? Oh, dear Lord. Well, oh, man, I think you pretty much almost covered everything, except for the fact that they're actually bringing back the use of, and this is through an event quest, uh, through a couple of event quests, they're actually bringing back um, uh, that arena where you had to deal with um, uh, Velcana. Oh, Velcana Gate. Yeah, the Velcana yeah, Gate is Vulcana coming Gate. back. Because, well, if anybody remembers, you'll only ever have to, like, you've only ever experienced that hunt once. And that's through the storyline. So you don't get the option to do it in yeah, the optional quests. It's just it's a special line. map with special requirements. And they're adding, they're adding fights starting with this next update. So that'll be what? The next event? So that'll be I Thursday. I think so, yeah. Right? Yeah, it'll be this, it'll be this coming Thursday. And... My God, this is so nice because it's really funny. Like anybody who's actually like played through this like the first time, they're not gonna fully grasp or understand uh, like uh, all the goodies that they have really made available to them. Like for example, having like uh, the cannon on the cart going around all over the place, or having the ballistics. Who who knows if we had binders or not? That would have been really nice to know if if anybody got a chance to be able to play it more than once. Unless they were the people that went in on an SOS and just went in there and just beat up the monster anyways because they never took advantage of the features that were there before. But I mean, like, you know, Mm -hmm. now that we get the chance to really be there and to be able to, like, take advantage of all the goodies that we have in that arena and we can become more familiar with it, it'll be that much more enjoyable and it won't actually have gone to waste, kind of like how I initially thought of when I was looking at it from before. Um... You know, having only been able to do it just the one time for myself, and I'm like, look, I'm like, this is a really awesome arena. Like, this is something that we could have really taken advantage of, and we only get to do it like the one time. Like, I was like, I felt like the developers had really wasted their time on it. I was like, you guys spent so long on this just for us to only use it the one time. Oh my god! I mean. That's not the only instance of that happening. Yeah. Right? So they, they they do a lot of work to, you know, do X thing or whatever. Like, uh, let's take, for instance, the uh, the Witcher oh, uh, yeah. crossover. Yeah. I mean, that's that's limited to two quests. Yeah. And the one quest is, is very, very innate. It's like... It's like kind of like playing The Witcher. You got to do some investigation stuff. You got to follow stuff around, and it sort of cu- it culminates in a big boss fight. Yeah. Whereas you know Monster Hunter, you're just track the monster, go to the monster. Right. You had to do a lot more investigation, like you would do 
in sort of like the storyline wise of the Witcher with side quests that you can do. You can do side quests in the Witcher mm-hmm. uh, uh, quest. It's it's weird. Weird to say side quests in the Witcher quest. But hey, there you go. Yeah, like there would be like a main track for the the quest that you do, but then it would it would branch out into a multiple like into multiple options for you, and then it would be like sub quests that would branch off from the same mainline well, quest that you'd be doing. Yeah, well, the thing is, the thing it was like kind of weird is a you had trap puke puke, which I mean that's just a that's just a model whatever they could do that, but you had a puke puke that fought along with you. That was a new mechanic. Yeah. So you had like a pet monster, um, and if you which died very easily, and it, and it sucked. Yeah, you had to keep but, that sucker alive in order to get like the real ending for it. Um, so if like if you also you had to kill the king Shakalaka, which fuck them for bringing that monster back. But um, yeah, you also had a king Shakalaka, which is like an homage to the to the monster that I hate from Freedom Unite. Oh man, but. but I, uh... Well, I mean, I even go back to like streams done by Rosetto, uh, Chron- oh, sorry, Ristretto Chronicles, really good streamer. I like that he plays all of the different generations of games. Um, really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back and I actually saw him do a run where he had to go around hunting all the Shakalakas, and he ran into the King Shakalaka, and oh man, the nostalgia factor for that it was so funny. Like we all hated it. But we also loved it at the same time. <laughs> no, there is no love for King Shakalaka here, nor will there ever be. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Uh, I think he's an adorable little bastard. I mean, he's a real pain in the ass, but I, I missed him. Like, it was, it's really weird. I hate him, but I missed him. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, yeah, going back to, like, um, being able to meld the jewels now, like, being able to meld the Mighty Bow, the Shield, um, uh, Mind's Eye, stuff like that. We, now, it, 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 there's no RNG factors to it. You could just go in there and make it. Kind of no, like. No, 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 no. You still have RNG. Okay. You've done melding, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done still heavy that. RNG. Yeah. But, I mean, like, at least the RNG factor to it has been, like, greatly reduced now. Because, I mean, when you look well, at it like this... the difference is that it's not that the not that it's reduced. It's that it is available through a different avenue. Yes. Is what, what's happening. Yes, it's at That's, least accessible. You're getting more chances. Yeah. Um, because whereas you couldn't meld for certain jewels... Now you can. You can meld for any jewel, essentially, now. But also, Morg, there is one difference in is it there are certain jewels that were just unavailable in Iceborne tier of stuff. Yeah. Right? You yeah. gotta go back to the base game. Those are now available. I think those are the biggest points of the, yes. of the jewels. Yes. And, I mean, like, when you look at it like this, like, I'm looking at the statistics for the Mind's Eye Ballistics Jewel, and it says here that there are only two types of jewels that you can get it from. The Worn Face Stone and the Warped Face Stone. The Warped Face Stone has a 0.41% chance for you to get that. And the Worn Face Stone has How a 0.1%. How did I get seven? Holy cow. And like, <laughs> like if I go back to the one quest that you really have to farm in order to be able to get it, the name's Lavasioth, you are guaranteed 100% chance to get two warped face stones. And that's, that's really it. I mean, you could get maybe another two with a 1% chance of them coming up and another one 
at a 21% chance, but I mean, like, even if you were to get all five of them, each one of them mm -hmm. is a 0.4% chance. Like, is that... Is, oh, my God, I've hunted so many of those I, stupid Levasioth. I am, like, I'm enraged what? that I have not gotten one you, yet. I feel like I feel like I'm the old hunter, just like, oh, you kids. Oh. Because that was... That was the drop rate for plates back in the first Monster Hunter. That was, like, I don't know if they were that bad, but it was close to that that drop rate for the plates for the... So, like... I remember, um, yes. Getting... Ugh. Getting those plates... Well, no, 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 it was improved in Freedom Unite. Like, OG Monster Hunter, they were really bad. That's why uh, plate farming became a thing. Yeah. PL8... PL8s, PL8s. <laughs> well, even in Try and 3U, it was very difficult to get plates. Like, I had a hell of a time, like, trying to get them from, like, tail carves and whatnot. But, I mean, you know, yeah, over time, it's it's gotten a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I that's one of the things about, like, base world that I really did not like about that game was, like, this massive, like... Ugh, RNG system, like, it was just terrible. Like, the best weapons were all RNG-based. All of the best jewels, RNG-based. The augmentation system, RNG-based. I'm, like, looking at this going, I can't do this. I don't have thousands of hours to spend on this game, you know, fighting the same five do, Elder apparently. Dragons. Five, I think there were only five. I mean, there, let me see, there was... Kirin, Valhazak, Teostra, Lunastra, Nergigante, Kushala Daura, um, Xenojiva, mm -hmm. let me see, uh, but, I mean, like, what other monsters really were there that were guaranteed to get you those, those purple boxes? Like, not really many. I tell you, I tell you what, man, crown hunting, that's what it, that's what it did for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just crown hunted, and that's, well, that's, that's how you do it. Uh. Um... <laughs> I so my hope my hope is actually get crown farming done, like done done in Iceborne. And we only have eight monsters left to do, Chance and I. Um, we actually finished. Um, we actually finished Velcana. You were actually helping us more the other day, but we yes. finished it. Oh, okay, that's good. So, so we have I think just eight more monsters to do, maybe nine, and then I'm hoping to get that done before. Fatalis comes out, do the Fatalis stuff, and I'm done with Iceborne. There's nothing left for me to do in Iceborne. I'm probably going to continue to play Iceborne just to see, like, what other sets I can make, depending upon if my suspicions about the Fatalis armor are correct, which I'm assuming that they probably oh, are. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. I mean, yeah, I forgot. like, it's really funny because, yeah, uh, when the developers were talking, they were like, oh, I think, you know, the players would be very interesting to find out what this what this uh, set brings to the table. And the guy was like, well, we we made it a very interesting um, uh, set piece uh, bonus, whatever. And he said, because it's going to be probably the hardest fight that you're going to have to deal with, we wanted to reward players for, you know, being able to tackle this really big challenge. And they were like, so uh, what is it? And he was like, well, it's... Um, it's a secret. A surprise. Yeah, it's a secret. Yeah. And that, but it's really funny because they were. He, he was saying, "Well, you know how um, you know all these monsters? They have all these interesting set bonuses or whatever, you know. But Fatalis is supposed to be, you know, the top dog of the ecosystem. You know, we wanted to give it, you know, something special. 
And looking back at a lot of the monsters, like, especially the flagships, well, not all of the flagships have that feature, but most of them have, like, have the, um, have, like, some sort of a skill -skill secret. secret. So, like, for example, there's, like, Maximum Might Secret, there's Challenger Secret, sorry, yeah, Challenger Secret, um, there's, uh, Free Meal Secret, there's Artillery Secret, and I'm looking at these thinking... Morg, Morg, please don't list them all. (laughs) I'm not gonna list all of them, but those are, those are good examples of, like, the really good ones. And then... So... To explain Pan, what a secret on a skill means is there's a cap up to a skill that you can get. You get so many nodes in it. Secret allows you to go up, break the cap by another couple mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. So, for example, um, like free meal, you'd only normally be able to get one point into that. With free meal secret, you can get up to three. So rather than having like eating an yeah. item and then like not having it completely consumed, it being a 25% chance, you could rack it up to a 75% chance. So pretty much... All the items that you have really available to you, you're you're not going to be wasting them. So you can make a wide range set, and you can just guzzle like potions and eat uh, those seeds or whatever or whatever. And your items are not going to be wasted. So you can just spam everything. Or um, uh, what is it? Maximum might. Uh, oh no! Wait. Yeah. Wait. Am I thinking maximum might? Yeah, maximum might. I think it went up to like three levels normally. Um, and I think they also changed the features for it, so in that way it was like, um, you had like a fixed duration where if your stamina was maxed out, you'd get a certain amount of affinity. Um, they changed it so that, uh, when, uh, uh, you max, uh, when you get uh, Maximum Might Secret, it would function the same way as it did before in the past, where if you immediately had maximum stamina, you would automatically get that affinity percentage, and it was a massive buff. Um... Yeah, they did a lot of changes yeah. to it, and I actually I I do like these these secret skills. So, and from what I from what I was able to elude from what uh, from what the developers have said about the Fatalis set bonus, they haven't said it directly, and I doubt that they're going to say anything until it releases. Pro- they'll probably talk about it maybe uh, maybe in September. No, they won't. No, they probably they're won't. done. They're done. They're done with their communication. That was very clear mm. at the end of the video. That is they're, true. Yeah. There's no more developer updates. They are done. They're out. They're releasing this. They'll have yeah. Twitter communication, and that's probably it. There's it might not be, gonna be another live stream. It might be. Twitter. There's not going to be another. They're not. There's not going. Yeah. This is. This is it. This is the last thing we're going to hear from the developers yeah. until whatever the next game yeah. is. Sorry, the slip of the tongue. But yeah, I mean, like from what I can guess, and this is only a guess. Don't take my word for gospel. I'm thinking that what the Fatalis set bonus is going to do is it's going to allow you to have access to all the different um, secret skills, removing the cap for all of them, but making it so that, you know, depending upon what you fit into your set, those are going to be the skills that you will have access to completely maxed out. Um, I don't know, like, like it'll all depend really upon, like, what the slottage for, like, all those armor pieces are going to be and what skills they'll have. If they have skills on them, it might be like the Atal cost set, where, um, where you'll be able, where you'll have access to all, like, um, the maximum capacity for things, but you have to pick and choose. So... I'm I'm thinking that well, this could Well, Autocaw doesn't necessarily do that. Autocaw plays off your charm. It does essentially. It, yeah, well, I mean, it plays off of your charm, but it also plays off of the jewels that you put into your set. 
It doubles the, yeah. the skill score that you have for for stuff. And then I think it also adds like another two points towards that in the aftermath. It's something like that. It doubles it. It, it doubles it. It and doubles your charm two. and doubles your slotted gems. And then it's got something weird. It's like you, it also doubles any of the skills on your chess piece. Yeah. And it's like specific to that. Yeah, it's it's. It's really it's a bit weird and wonky. It's funky and like it was meta for a lot of the for a large portion of GU and I hated it because that was all that anybody ran and it really pissed me off. But I mean, uh, hey, yeah. I still run full Diablos. Yep, good, excellent. Ta-da. That's that's what I want to hear. <laughs> None of this knee set bullshit. Part breaker, part part breaker and focus. That's that's destroyer and focus. That's what I was going for. It's excellent. And fast charge. Mm-hmm. Right? No, that is fast charge. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Anything but that. I mean, like, I'm big on the mixed set stuff. I'm all about the wacky and wonky builds. But, I mean, um, yeah. So, my thought my thought for the Fatalis set isn't, isn't that it's going to be every skill that has a secret is going to be unlocked. I think that it's going to be a couple meta ones. Honestly. I think... That it's going to give you, like, a different skill per armor piece. Like, let's say, maximum might on one, max, you know, like, da-da-da on the other. Ah. And th- my opinion my opinion is that those five armor pieces, each individual one is going to unlock that skill. Mm. That's, that's my thought. And, it, and it's probably going to have, like, a two, like, a you know, a three and a five or two and a four. Or whatever that's going to have some extra stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because what I'm thinking is if you get like a certain number of the Fatalis pieces, that set bonus will be release the cap kind unlock, of thing. Unlock all. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't like uh, the way that you were saying it the last time we talked, I was thinking like, oh, everything's unlocked. Now part breaker is going to have a five. And I'm like. Really? Oh no 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 no! I don't think. Oh no, I think. I don't it... think that they'll do that. Oh no yeah. no 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 no! I don't no, think no. we're going to have a maximum vitality secret. Or, oh, you know, absolutely not! No no no, nothing like that. I think it's going to be like it's going to be like the uh, the set bonuses that we already have that have like the uh, the skill secreted. secret. Yeah, I think it's going to be those mm-hmm. specific ones, the ones that we already have established in in the game. Those ones that already have. Uh, the secret attribute to it that can have the cap unlocked. I think what'll happen is the Fatalis set piece, you know, set bonus will be that you have access to all of those ones that are already in the game, but you have to pick and choose which ones you want to use. As in, like, those are the ones you yeah. have to slot in for. I can't imagine, like, a vitality secret thing. Like, where it's like, oh yeah, you can automatically cap your uh, your health to, like, 200 without a meal. No, that would be just absolutely stupid. Imagine how many people would just like have like a well, health bar that goes like halfway across the screen. That would be just stupid. That's the way that that's the way that Gen Ultimate worked. Um, is that the you having the vitality stuff was just what the eating could get you to. Mm-hmm. So the skill the skill was usually just like if you don't want if you want to be lazy and don't want to eat. It's it's not until World that they actually allowed you to get the vitality and then eat on top of the vitality. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that it's doubled up like that. Yeah. Um, Pants, for your reference, and so you can catch up a little bit, this is actually, I'm uploading the Palico armor. Um, oh, yes. What it looks like. It's just wonderful. 
my god. Isn't it just great? That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I want it. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. I am happy to see, in general, I'm happy to see that it's Fatalis. Um, because that is sort of like a good hurrah to the end of the game. Because Fatalis, regardless of, you know, actual difficulty versus some other past monsters, like let's say Gogmazios or something like that, um, I think Fatalis has always been this sort of cult culmination called the Black Dragon for a reason, because, you know, mm -hmm. it's so powerful or whatnot. And there's, you know, there's a reason why uh, this ties back into the ecologies I do, you know, for D&D &D behind the screen. It's a reason why my 50th one was a D&D &D interpretation of Fatalis, because he is such a prominent dragon in, in the Monster Hunter series. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. And I'm glad that it was Fatalis. Um, I wouldn't have been unhappy if it was something else, but... Um, yeah, it's just to uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if people you know how many people get killed by the uh, snap and drag as I call it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Morg? Oh, sorry, what? The snap and drag, his move where he lunges down. Oh, and then surfs, that thing where he like slithers like slithers spiraling like a around with his head going nom 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 nom, and he's like running at you, sort of yeah, like a I... belly crawl thing. I hate that move. That move kills you <laughs> so fast in Freedom Unite. I'm like, I I'm know. getting a gun. I'm getting a gun because I'm not dealing with this bullshit because he's just going to one hit well, KO me in a melee weapon. I'm like, Ugh! Well, Monster Hunter 1, uh, you know, you talk about, like, stuff where people used to boot people for not having the right build or that kind of thing. Yep. Monster Hunter 1, it was widely accepted you could only gun Fatalis because of the... You know, the, the issue that you could only have green sharpness in that game. There wasn't anything past green. Um, and then Fatalis, he, you would bounce on any part of him. that You know, any part because of green. Yeah. Um, now, I prove, we proved that wrong. My friends and I proved that wrong. We did have two gunners, but we also had two great sword users. And we did take it down uh, within a good amount of time. Me being one of the other... So me and my friend Mike were the two great sword users, and my brother and another guy was. Uh, no, it wasn't my brother. It was my brother's friend. Cause, but my brother did it later with the same group because we had to share a share uh, PlayStation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I I don't think there's a lot else that we were that was said on the update. Um, I don't know, Pan, looking from the outside in, can you see why people are hyped? You're just kind of... Oh, eh. no, yeah, I, I absolutely understand why people are hyped. Um, I just, uh, don't have a whole lot to say. I'm very tired. Uh, but it sounds, it sounds no, like no, a great fine. time that I love that Palico outfit. And, like, really, Fatalis yeah. was probably the safe bet when we were all making up what monster was going to be in. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It is the more good news. They've actually upgraded uh, the earplugs charm, the master charm, the critical charm, the exploiter charm, and the handicraft oh, charm. Yeah. So now they have their maximum values. So now you don't have to worry about being short on skills. The one extra point. Oh, yeah. yes, it's excellent. Wonderful news. 
That also I was really looking forward to as well. I'm like, yes, now I don't have to worry about jewel economy for my sets are half as bad. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much mm. all that we really need to talk about. Oh yeah, and then there's also those interesting new pendants. I like the rubber chicken. Oh yeah, they made a lot of new pendants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, whatever. I don't. I I don't remember to use them half the time, <laughs> anyways, even if I like them. Nah, that's fine. They're just they're just aesthetics, and I don't really. <laughs> I bought one aesthetic thing in the game, and that's the. Uh, what do they call that dance? I don't know. The dance that I you've seen me use it a couple times more, the flash dance or whatever. Oh yeah, that one. Yes. Um, the one with the disco ball lights come on and. Yes. Yes, I remember <laughs> that one. Oh my god, that was a really funny one. I wait, was that a paid one? I think that is a paid one. Yeah, it was a paid one. Oh my goodness. Yep, I spent a dollar on it. On whole dollar. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, like, sometimes, I'm not really sure, like, what to have thought of, like, this whole Fatalis thing. I don't even know if they had intentions of bringing it into the game. I'm, um, I'm led to assume that they did, because... No! The way that... That's, that's something... No, 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 that, that, they told us why he was in the game during the, the live stream. Yeah, I mean... So they, um, Pan, this is an interesting story. They did a 15th anniversary poster for Monster Hunter in general, Uh right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they put an updated graphic or an updated model, a picture of an updated model, but an updated model Fatalis because Fatalis was so old, right? Yeah. So they wanted to show every flagship and every, you know, big monster in the series, and Fatalis was obviously there, right? So they put the model up there. So then people started speculating that Fatalis was going to be in World. Yep. Uh, so so because of that speculation, right? They then decided that Fatalis had to come in world. So it was actually the speculation that caused Fatalis to come in the game, not the other cool. way around. It wasn't. So the- I love this. Yeah. So was- for the next uh, Monster Hunter game, can we all massively speculate that the sh- that the Gormagala family will be back? Please. Oh, can we all just we mass speculate could. that? Yeah. It. I'd like to yes. start that rumor now. <laughs> Oh, we definitely can, and I'm pretty sure that they would pay attention because, I mean, what was it here? Yeah, I actually have their little literal quotes right here. It says here, Last year was the 15th anniversary of the series, and we decided that we wanted to show off Fatalis for the first time in a while, so we decided to properly recreate Fatalis for the 15th anniversary. And it completely went viral on the internet. It was a huge hit. And we thought, okay, well, we can't not put it in the game now. So I asked uh, Daisuke to make it happen, and he made sure that all the teams could handle the work. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then another, and then um, another guy says, "I love gauging the reaction of fans and trying to respond to it. It was a lot of fun." And yeah, like that yep. in itself, like that says quite a lot. I honestly thought that it was going to be really weird that they wouldn't put Fatalis into the game. And yeah, when everybody was like speculating and you know thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, Fatalis is gonna be in the game, you know, and then you find out from the developers, they're like, oh shit, we didn't put Fatalis into the game. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> it's really, really funny. I don't think, I don't think it was an oh shit moment. I think here's an opportunity to do something for the fans. Yeah, I think that's more the mentality that they had. Yeah. Um, 
But like, like yeah. oh, we got to do this now. They are hyped. Let's do it. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that they were like felt they did yeah. something wrong. But I mean, like that, that in itself, that's a really huge reward. And I kind of, yeah, I thought that was really odd that they wouldn't put him into the game. But uh, yeah, I'm really happy that they did. Like, yeah, this, this, this is really good. This makes me feel really good about the game. So yeah, um, moral of the story. Uh, Gormagala is going to be in the next game. Yes. If you <laughs> ask for it enough, it will be given. I'm on board with this. I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to delve a little bit more, uh, a little bit more into the discussion before we end here of the switch title coming up. Um, the rumored switch title. All Gormagala uh, all the time. Um, yes um not just that but um they keep saying and i I know i'm a little worried about these words and and maybe we um they keep saying something geared towards the high school age when they talk about this next monster hunter tile and this is the rumors saying that capcom is saying rumor says capcom wants to gear this towards a high school age on the switch what does that mean um You know that's really hard to uh, Okay, it's weird. So, uh, like do they do they know what the demographic is for these Monster Hunter games like when they when they release them? Like, I, so it can't They were T they're T for teen when they first came out. I don't think they're they've gone past that. Um Yeah. You know, I don't really know their MSRB right now. I'm going to look it up. Um So Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I, I guess I really don't know the demographic of Switch owners. But in my experience, Switch owners are either 30-year-olds or or <laughs> elementary school yeah. or, el- or, or children. children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there aren't teenage Switch owners, because of course there are. But um, I, I don't think that it is the... I, like, I, I should check this with my husband. He might know. As he is a teacher of teenagers. He's upstairs. I can't ask him. But I just don't... I don't know. The <laughs> Switch doesn't a, come across as like a teenager's a video game system. Yeah. Um, well, it is rated T for teen. So Iceborne is already a teenager game, in quotations. Um, so I don't. that seems superfluous of a statement to me. Um, and I, I don't remember, uh, Monster Hunter never being anything but teen. Like, I don't, they've never been mature and they've never been E except for Monster Hunter Stories. Monster Hunter Stories was an E for everyone, but because, you know, we're making friends with the monsters instead of killing them. But so this, this is uh info that Nintendo put out, uh, a while ago on Switch Demographics. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So the teen demo- the teen demographic is yeah the teen so yeah so lis- dear listeners I just up uh, put a graphic up in our chat that says that uh, teenage uh, users of the Switch make up about twenty percent of or tw- about thirty percent of Switch owners. Uh, yeah. The wide by a very wide margin. Uh, Forty-three percent of Switch owners are between the age of twenty-five and thirty-four. Yeah, which does yeah, include yep. me. 
Guilty. <laughs> so Same here. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, Pan falls in the eleven percent of females. Yeah, which that is shocking to me. I thought way more women than that had this, this I know. must have been way before Hang now, on, when did this come out? This is this is skewed. Uh, and I know why this is skewed, and this isn't like Nintendo's fault. Every time you get a new game on the Switch, there is a uh, there is a survey that comes up through your email that's linked. Oh to yeah, it. yeah, I know the ones. Yeah, I get them too. I am almost guaranteed that that's where this comes. Yeah, from. so I'm sure this is skewed. Also, this info the the article I got this from came out in, uh, about three years ago. So um, I okay. would. I would bet m- lots of money that there are way more female users of the Switch than uh, now because of friggin' Animal Crossing. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot more games yep. now that can cater to, like, well, to both sides of the genders, more so now than there were back then. More women play back- Animal Crossing, it's okay to say it. I played a little bit. Oh, of I thought he was crossing. trying to avoid. Oh. I thought he was, and uh, I thought he was trying to avoid saying, you know, stark left and right yeah. on the gender. Oh, I see, I see, scale, I see. But, but well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like yeah. There, I'm, I'm betting you that there's more. Uh, it's a better split now because oh, yeah. yeah, there are more games now that you know can cater to both genders now more so than there were back then. Because I mean, I, I don't know too many. Um, people outside of guys that liked playing, um, Legend of Zelda games. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, uh, gamer girls that do enjoy Zelda. I don't Zelda. know. There's a, there's, I felt like most, you know, women I've known who've been into video games have liked Zelda oh, yeah. as well. Well, most it people. It is really good. Most people, most people I know who are into video games like Zelda. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Oh yeah, October 2017. So in 2017, this sw- my Switch was my Zelda and Stardew Valley machine, and that's it. <clears throat> October. October of 2017. Did I already import Double Cross at that point? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had imported Double Cross, so I was playing that in Japanese. So that sucked. Um, using Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't even have the the. The Monster Hunter. Yeah, we had Double Cross back then. No, that came yeah. a year later. Yeah, we that came a so, year yeah. later. So, the, um, yeah. The Switch library wasn't that great three years ago. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was um, kind of limited. I know I had... I had Zelda, obviously. Has been Heroes. That April? Right? No. Yes, that April... Um that Mario Kart came out. So Mario Kart was out. I found yeah. a more recent uh, breakdown of the demographics. <clears throat> uh, okay. So this more recent one, uh, it is from quarter four of 2018. So um, it doesn't, yeah, this, this doesn't, yeah, this doesn't break down the gender. Um, but, oh, and it also doesn't show children on this graph, but, uh, 18 to 24 year olds and it's, again 18 to 24 year olds are by far the biggest margin and then 25 to 29 year olds oh and i missed the 35 to huh, 44 year olds a lower margin yeah. so um yeah my point is the switch is not a teenager's console 
Yeah. I don't know. See, I don't know. And it's it's all it's called kind of weird cuz whatever this rumor it's it's said it twice now, right? This this has come up before, right? So they 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 talked about oh gosh, it was like 6 months ago there this rumor came out and then it's cropped up again because of them saying this is the final update. What's the next game now? Cuz that's the question on everyone's mind. Where is Monster Hunter going? And it sounds like Monster Hunter 6 or whatever, you know, Generation 6 isn't here yet and it's not coming yet. So there's going to be a tie-in, either there's going to be a side game, which is pretty normal for the series anyways. You know, they do a base game and then the off team worked on an expansion to hold over for the next generation. We've already got the expansion because both A and B team worked together on Iceborne. So now we're like, okay, so what's after 5th generation? We're not ready to move on to 6th, so there's some sort of side game coming out. Undoubtedly, I'm thinking yeah. because there's... I'm thinking because they're saying, uh, you know, well, they might do another Monster Hunter Stories, um, which is okay. I'm not super hyped about that. We might get another weird offshoot Monster Hunter game, like... Uh, the weird village simulator from the cats that they had uh, the the from the PSP game. I can't remember the name of it. What if what um, if we get a Monster Hunter movie, Monster Hunter Stories tie-in game? That no. would be um terrible, um, awful. Yeah, anything that has to do with the Monster Blastless. Hunter movie is going to be pretty bad. I think Sacrilege. I think it would I think Fortwan would do like the the physical manifestation of that feeling you get when you lick a lime. <laughs> oh my god Ugh. I would just physically yes. implode just <laughs> <laughs> he would do a full body I mean, version of that I like I'm one of those odd people who oh, likes man. to eat lemons but a lime I mean like if you, this would be comparable to like chewing I mean, the skin of a lime like bleh. like that's just awful I I am uh, I'm one of the I'm one of the few people that will eat a lemon or a lime like an orange. I will do it. Like Actually, you know what? But, yes. Here's here's the best analogy for the Monster Hunter movie. Okay, it's your birthday. Somebody makes you a birthday cake, but instead of making it out of the conventional ingredients, they decided to make it out of mayonnaise, peanut butter, and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> like that's what we're getting. It's not what we asked for. We never will enjoy it, but we have no choice but to accept it. But that's it. what we're getting. It yeah. is what it is. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, dude. I know we talked about this before, but this is sticking in my mind. If people were like, oh, no, there's hope because um, what's what's her name? The actress that um, is playing in it. Uh, the girl from Resident Evil 2, uh, she's, I think, the, the, the big director's wife or something oh, like that. Oh, her? Kinda, yeah, you know Mila Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah, Mila Djokovic. They were saying there's hope because Mila Djokovic plays Monster Hunter. Oh. And the reason why she's a dual-blade user in the, in the movie is because that's what she plays on Monster Hunter World, right? And she's, she's a dual-blade user. I'm like, okay, that's... Interesting, but then you read the quote further, and then she says, "Well, it's the only thing I could kill a monster with in the game." Um, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. The immediate uh and uh. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I was about to say, you know what? That's great. You know, I, I'm really happy for her that she's enjoying Monster Hunter, but you can kill a lot of things with other weapons. I mean, uh, I, I, I honestly, okay. I, I don't know again? a whole lot about killing monsters with anything except a sword and shield. Okay. Yeah. I main hammer, that, there, bow. I've... There is a level to that, but it, it implies oh, that know, she tried a bunch and failed. Yeah. But I mean, like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe she just needs to, you know, take some more time to learn how to use all the weapons. But I mean, like, if she's an actress, you know, she's she's working on films, you know, like, does how much time does of she course. actually have to play games, right? You know, dual blades, fast, efficient. Know. Pretty good it's weapon. It's COVID, though, so... Yeah. I don't know. Probably a lot. <laughs> I think that's my big argument now. COVID times, probably a lot of time for everybody yeah. to play games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we are opening back up quite a bit. I mean, Pan, you're doing in-person games for D&D yes, now, right? Yes, we, we voted on that Friday. I'm so happy. So, uh, honestly... I know, yeah, I know. so the thing is, is that, uh, so one of my players is my husband. Clearly, I'm not quarantining away from him. One yeah, of the other players, no, yeah, one of the other players is my immediate supervisor at work. Although, he was a, he, he's been my best friend for years. So, like, he was my friend for yeah. my boss. But anyways, not quarantining away from him. One of my other players is yep. a cashier in a gas station. He's exposed to them. Oh, yeah, right, like, well. he's not quarantining away from shit. And then the other guy uh, makes deliveries for his dad's business. So none yeah. of us are quarantining away from anything. Oh, yeah. And like the whole bubble of me, my husband and our best friend. Yeah, my husband and my best friend's wife are both teachers. So we're, we yeah. all just. My mom. Yeah. So we all just kind of talk to each other about this. We're like, you know what? None of us are actually really quarantined away from anything right now, so fuck it. Let's all be meet in person. And everybody was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I get that yeah. sentiment. My uh, my Thursday games, I don't know. The thing is, we lost our venue Oof. of where to play during COVID, oh. which was um, our, our office. Our family business had an office, but we decided to cut back right. because of right. business slowing down because totally of COVID. makes sense so we cut out the office so that is no longer a viable venue and i am not going to that shit show of a card shop that my brother plays at i've, I've heard sorry i've, I've that heard that, that about publicly. i've heard that you you've complained about it before yeah i'm not i don't really like them that much none of them listen none of them that go there or work there listen to this podcast so i am not <laughs> And if you are, fuck you. Still fuck you. I really don't like that place. <laughs> but oh man, it was funny because like I came. So there's the the uh, the game store that I like to visit uh, that my friend Jared works at, and I talk to him before I go to play at this card shop sometimes. Which, by the way, I'm no longer going to that card shop until everything is over with with COVID because no one is wearing a mask in there. Um, I'm done. I'm not going in there. You don't even try to wear a mask, so I'm just going to extricate myself from it. Um, but anyways, I was coming back from the video game store. I think that's actually right when I picked up um, New uh, Mineral Town. Um, it might have been later than that. But the, one of the owners comes out, 
<clears throat> I will say this. Uh, if you guys are familiar with magic card terms or even mobile gaming terms, my brother is a whale. Oh, yep. In the magic okay. Community. Oh. He, so he buys an exorbitant amount of magic cards. He is basically why this store is open half the time. I am pretty yep. sure. Yep. Uh, one of my one uh, of my friends is like that. Yes. Yeah. So they don't get a lot of business because a it's you know smaller city, so like not a, and it's a sort of a niche thing. Anyways, magic is you know in comparison to other things, magic is actually very popular. But um, you know, like this card shop is got a lot of lot of thankfulness they do a lot of stuff specifically to cater to my brother because how much money he brings in so they think that i'm on the same level as him because i am his brother so i came out of that store uh the game store which is next door to their card shop and the owner came out and talked to me directly he's like hey Jim, how you doing i'm like oh i'm good well what's up and he's like well see we're talking about moving our games online because he because i had directly brought up the problem with people not wearing masks and i will if this happens again i will not be returning which spoilers it happened again i am not returning and i brought that up directly to him he's one of the owners and he's one of the offenders as well um of course he gave me this stuff about he had a medical condition or whatever and i was like i really don't care like i really (laughs) really don't care or believe you (laughs) yeah um, so he was like, so we're going to go, we we're talking about, we're, we're taking a vote, maybe taking it online so you guys can play online. And I was like, so get, let me get this right. Um, you want us to pay you $3 to play together online when we could just play together online anyways. Right. Cause He's you're like, not going to be in his shop uh, eating his candies and stuff or yeah. paying like a booth. And, and I was like, well, you already have to pay three dollars to play the okay, tournament. Okay, yeah, anyways. yeah, yeah. Every week you go in, you yeah, pay you pay like a, a which, tiny booth whatever. fee or whatever. Yeah, right. And you know they say they don't make money on it, and I kind of believe them. They do prize payouts at the end that all pull this up. It's not like they're terrible yeah. people; they just don't know how to run a business and not be idiots. So, um, th- but like, he's just like. And I, I told him the honest answer when he told me. It's like, hey, we were thinking about moving online. And I was like, well, you know that magic is more Chauncey's thing and not mine, right? And he was like, huh. And I was like, yeah, you notice, like, the reason why I barely come in sometimes is I really don't like magic that much. I really don't like a lot of, like, uh, as much as he does. I yeah. just say, I love magic as a game. There's a reason why I do have a magic podcast that, that is, a, you know, in part of the Hunter Sub. You just, you're just not the whale podcasts or whatever. Yeah, but I'm not a whale. Yeah, I'm much more niche in my interest in the in the in the cards. But like, I'm not interested enough to risk my life to go to this yeah. shop. And then I'll and uh, or, or more so risk my grandparents' lives because I still see them regularly. Um, so I'm like, yeah, this is more Chauncey's thing, so don't worry about me. I won't be playing online. <laughs> I was like, nah. I was like, I barely come in here and play. <laughs> if we take it online, I'm just not going to do it. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think we have much else to say tonight. Um, big update for Monster Hunter. I don't think it's as huge as most people were saying. Um, I think it's a game changer, personally. I think it changes a lot of the features that and the limitations that the game initially had. 
Like it's it. It's unfortunate that it's coming at the end, though, right? Because after Fatalis, most people are going to be out, right? There's nothing left. Yeah. You beat Fatalis, most people are going to be done. There, I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's good or bad. I think it's just the reality of where Iceborne is at. We're we've been playing in Generation Five pretty much nonstop for you know two years, right? Yeah, it's been two three. It's been two years. Yeah. Because it released Two, in January yeah. of 2018. And, yeah. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, full two years already. Yeah. And uh, going to Iceborne, I felt like it was world. You know, I didn't have enough of a breakup from it to really feel that newness. It's just like, oh, more monsters, but same kind of mechanics. That annoyed me, honestly. You know, there's stuff about world that annoys me. Um and it's it's not like oh you know the the it I mean largely it's the monster variety right it's largely for me it's you know oh we're you know there's seventeen fanged wyverns there's three piscine wyverns and a bunch of flying wyverns yeah base kind of game was very limited and, but I mean like the only real reason that I really did not like base world was because everything was tied to RNG. It wasn't just materials that you needed to gather from monsters or from, like, mining nodes or from, like, bone piles. It was literally everything. Yeah. And that really pissed me off. So that's why I went back to GU. And that, also because the roster was more diverse, there was a lot more monsters. I think there's, like, well over 100 monsters in GU. 91. Yeah, 91. 91. I've done... I've, like, that felt like over 100 um, in itself. Like, that's a big deal. Like, that's a lot of monsters to hunt. Yeah. Yeah, uh, true. A lot of monsters to crown hunt, which I may do. But, um, anyways, you know, like, it is sort of the end of this this time and i don't think that those changes are really going to do much unless people really want to do much more with it uh i have talked about hitting hr 999 and mr 999 and being just done i think that'll be where i end it do the crown hunting max out hr mr and i'm done same um but same. yeah we we gotta we gotta wrap it up um so yeah, uh, any other things, any questions, Pan, about the monster stuff, or any other thing to talk about with, like, surprising no. games? Okay. Morg? Nope, I'm all good here. Alright, well, thanks for listening tonight, folks. Uh, this is Fortwan, you can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod, um, and I will be, I'm still working on, you know, Chimera for my article. I've been taking a lot longer on this one, because... Yeah. You could you could <laughs> almost use Teostra as a feature in that because I mean let's face it he's got the features of a lion he's got the horns of a goat and he breathes fire kind of like the snake tail at oh, the very end. Morg, I think you'll like this one. This one it's written as a cautionary tale. Ooh, I like those. It it is written as a cautionary tale as to why you should never make a chimera. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of spooky. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyways, uh, I'll catch you guys on the next quest, and, uh, on that quest, where we'd be more... Well, you guys can always catch me on Twitter at MorganHay3, and, like, just recently, I just actually had a massive explosion of tweets about all the stuff that I've been doing in, uh, Iceborne. Um, and I'm also available in a lot of Discord chats, like, um, I find myself all over the place in there. I've been also been watching a lot of uh, guys on Twitch and playing with the guys who are also playing on Twitch, which was really fun. Um, 
yeah, like, um, yeah, you can just check I mean, check me up. Um, we can talk, you know, I'm, I'm always open for DMs or whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, well, actually, it kind of does, because you guys matter, obviously, close to my heart. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm usually pretty, pretty readily available if I'm not at work. So yeah, um, hope to see you guys soon. Yep. And Pan, where are you being? Um, I'll be hanging around on Discord, uh, mostly. Um, uh, actually, not as much as I'm usually, because I've got a pretty big uh work week up ahead. But you know, I'll be around. You can always at me if you got cool games you want to talk about or whatever. Yep. Alrighty. Well, see you later, folks, and happy hunting. <laughs> happy hunting. Bye bye.